Hello, and thanks for tuning in to episode 18 of English with Tim, the podcast where you can learn English in depth and detail, and also hear stories about life in the U.S. and from my travels around the world. I'm Tim Sexton, English teacher, polyglot, world traveler, and author of Words for Numbers, where you can, as the name suggests, learn hundreds of words for talking about numbers for business writing and presentations, and for IELTS Task 1 academic writing. Episode 18 is called The Chewing Gum Bomb. If you listened to episode 7 of this podcast, which was titled The Chewing Gum Accent, you will remember that native and very advanced speakers of English can pronounce one common phrase in several very relaxed ways. So, one phrase, several pronunciations. Here's a very common example. Um, I am going to becomes a little bit more relaxed. I'm going to. Then it becomes, I'm gonna. I'm gonna becomes, I'm gonna. I'm gonna becomes, I'm gonna. I'm gonna becomes, ama. Do people really talk like this? Actually, yes, they do, and they do it all the time. We call this the chewing gum accent because when people speak like this, it sounds like their mouths are full of chewing gum. There are some chewing gum pronunciations that most people already know. One we already talked about was gonna, I'm gonna. Um, Another one is probably. Well, the full pronunciation is probably. Another one is temperature. Well, if you look in a book or you look in a dictionary, it's going to tell you that the correct pronunciation is temperature. No one says temperature. Everybody says temperature. Another one is lemmy. The full pronunciation is let me. So there is a common idea that these chewing gum pronunciations are exceptions that apply to only a handful of phrases. Gonna, coulda, shoulda, woulda, temperature, lemmy, things like this. But In fact, uh, chewing gum pronunciations are not exceptions. Chewing gum pronunciation is a very common phenomenon in English, and you need to know these pronunciations if you want to understand how native speakers really talk with each other. In this episode, I'm going to give you 13 examples of chewing gum pronunciations of common phrases. First, I'll give you a context or situation to make it easier to guess what is being said. Then I'll say several chewing gum pronunciations of the target phrase. So, not just one, but several. The first pronunciation will be the most chewing gum-like, the second will be more correct, and so on. Then I'll do the same in reverse with the most correct pronunciation at the beginning and the um, more chewing gum pronunciation at the end. So, let's get to it. Example 1. Situation. You're going to a party and you're talking on the phone with the host. You want to ask the host a question. Here's what you ask the host. Should I bring anything? So, Two transformations, um, starting from most chewing gum-like, shy, full form, should I. Now let's go backwards. Let's start from the full form, should I, becomes shy. Well, how did that happen? Why did that happen? Well, when you say things all the time, should I, could I, Well, these things get compressed because you hear them all the time and everybody knows from context and uh, just laziness that that's not how you need to say it. You can say it the full way and it sounds, well, more educated, but um, it sounds more natural 
and it's just the way people talk. They say shy. Now, actually, when I think about this, um, when I first started listening to myself, actually the way I really talk, I was kind of surprised. I thought, wow, I actually do say shy when I'm talking to other people instead of should I. Do I always say shy? No, sometimes I say should I. But, um, yeah, it's a common phenomenon that people say it in the shorter way. So, let's move on to the next example. Example two. Situation. The host of the party that you're going to asks you to bring some snacks. Now you want to know if uh, this snack is the only thing that you should bring or if you need to bring other things. So you ask this question. Wealth should I bring? So there are two transformations here. From the more chewing gum one like... It's wealth, or in a more relaxed way, wealth. Full form, what else? So let's start from the uh, full form, what else? Chewing gum form, wealth. Wealth should I bring? What else should I bring? Wealth should I bring? Again, what else? This is a phrase that gets repeated all the time. So people don't want to say the whole thing. They're lazy, and they compress it or they shorten it into wells. Um, example three, situation. Your friend calls you on the telephone, and you tell your friend when you pick up the phone, I was about to call you. Now, here there are three transformations. Most chewing gum-like, eyes little bit more um, correct. Well, still chewing gum-like, but a little bit more correct. Instead of eyes, it's eyes. Full form, I was. Now let's go the other direction. From the most correct, the most book-like, I was. More chewing gum-like, I is. Most chewing gum-like, eyes. Like, you know, you have two eyes in your head. I is about to call you. I was about to call you. Why do people do it like this? Well, you know, I was, people say it constantly. In, you know, maybe half the conversations that we have, we say that phrase, I was. And so no one wants to do it. They're lazy. Example four. Situation. A teacher is in a classroom. All of the kids are doing their work except for one kid who is causing problems. The teacher talks to the kid who is making problems and makes a request. The teacher says this. This person could be me in about three weeks when school starts. Cuse be quiet, please. Cuse be quiet, please. So, most chewing gum-like pronunciation, cuse. A little bit less chewing gum-like, but still very chewing gum. Knust. More correct, just. Very correct, but nobody actually says it this way. Can you just? So, most correct, starting from most correct and going to chewing gum. Can you just? More chewing gum-like. Can you just? More chewing gum-like. Can you just? Most chewing gum-like. Cuse. Cuse be quiet, please. Can you just be quiet, please? Example 5, Situation 5. You and your friend are planning a weekend trip to another city. Your friend asks which of the people that you know will join the trip. So you ask this. Is your brother coming with us? 
So, five transformations, starting with the most chewing gum like Zhur. Less chewing gum like, but still chewing gum. Izur. Next one, Zur. Next, Izur. Now, the most correct one that nobody actually says is your. Let's start from the most correct that nobody says and move to the chewing gum. Is your. Is your. Zur. Is your. Zur. Is your brother coming with us? Is your brother coming with us? Example six. Situation. You ate dinner with a friend at an expensive restaurant. The waiter brings you the bill and says this to you. That'll be $200. Five transformations. Most chewing gum like tunered. Tunerid. Two hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred. Now let's go from the most correct that nobody says to the most chewing gum like that everybody says. Two hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred. Tunered. Situation seven. Your friend forgot where she parked her car in the parking lot. You're walking around in the parking lot and you think that you see her car. Is that your car? Five transformations, most chewing gum like. Zatcher. Zatyer? Is that your? Is that your? Is that your? Now the other way, from most correct that nobody says, in the beginning to chewing gum at the end. Is that your? 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 Example 8. Situation. You are at an airport ticket counter with your wife. The people at the counter are going to give you your tickets. The person at the counter says to you both, Here's your ticket. And here's your wife's ticket. Six transformations. Most chewing gum like at the beginning. Most correct that nobody says at the end. Here's your. Here's your. Here's your. Here's your. Here is your. Now, most correct at the beginning and most chewing gum like at the end. Here is your. Here's your. Here's your. Here's your. Here's your. Here's your. Situation nine. <clears throat> Sorry. You're not sure if your friend is going to arrive on time. You tell your friend the following. If you're going to be late, tell us beforehand. Seven transformations. Starting from the most chewing gum like Furna. <coughs> Furgna. If you're gonna. If you're gonna. If you're going to. If you were going to. 
if you are going to. Now the other way, most correct that nobody says to chewing gum, if you are going to. If you're going to. If you're going to. If you're gonna. If you're gonna. If you're gonna. If you're gonna. Situation 10. You and your brother are at your house and waiting for your grandmother to arrive. You're a little bit worried. You say to your brother, Don't worry, spear soon. Seven transformations. Chewing gum at the beginning, correct that nobody says at the end. Spear. Spear. Shabir. Shobir. She'll be here. She'll be here. She will be here. Next, the reverse. Most correct that nobody says at the beginning and chewing gum at the end. She will be here. She'll be here. She'll be here. Shabir. Spear. Spear. Situation 11. You ask the mechanic in the garage how much the repairs to your car will cost. The mechanic says to you, in total, it's $300. Five transformations, chewing gum at the beginning. Threenerd. Threenrid. Three hundred. Three hundred. Three hundred. Now the reverse. Correct at the beginning, chewing gum at the end. Three hundred. Three hundred. Three hundred. Threenrid. Threenerd. Situation 12. You're explaining to a friend that your dad did something nice for your sister. Yelped her to find a good job. Five transformations. Chewing gum at the beginning. Yelped her to. He yelped her to. He helped her to. He helped her to. He helped her to. Now, correct that nobody says at the beginning, chewing gum at the end. He helped her to. He helped her to. He helped her to. He yelped her to. Yelped her to. Finally, situation 13. You're in a restaurant, and the waitress still has not brought the menu. And you ask the waitress this. Can I have the menu, please? This one is pretty simple. Two transformations. Thought I'd give you an easier one at the end. Two transformations. Chewing gum at the beginning. Kai. Full form, could I. Now the reverse, could I. Chewing gum form, Kai. That's all of the examples. Um, I think you can see that, or hear rather, that this um, some of these chewing gum pronunciations, if you take the completely chewing gum form, like Fjurgna, and you say it in a um, really relaxed way, which is how chewing gum pronunciations are actually said, if you say Fjurgna, or Fjurna, Fjurna, sounds like a foreign language that's not English, if you compare it to if you're going to. So Fjurna, if you're going to. So the way, the trick 
to understanding these chewing gum pronunciations is for each phrase to understand um, first what the full phrase is and then what the, um, the chewing gum form is and all of the forms in between and not look at it as a thing where you have a correct one and an incorrect one or a chewing gum one and a correct one, but rather like a spectrum. And now that I think about it, it makes me kind of appreciate two groups of people. One is people um, who had to create writing, you know, thousands of years ago or whenever, um, you know, a group of people decided they were going to turn their spoken language into a written language. Um, you know, this could be Egyptians way back when or English speakers when they decided it was time to um, write down their language or whoever. Um, and you realize that there is for any word or group of words, there's kind of a range of pronunciations, and you have to decide which one you're going to write down. And when you write something down, I guess the bias or the tendency is to write down the one that is more full um, because you want to include you know, more information, sound information, rather than less. Nonetheless, um, you know, you hear all this stuff. If you, if you have never learned to read before... You've got a stream of sound, and you have to choose what you're going to write down and what you're not, which forms you're going to uh, to write, and you have to be kind of systematic. You have to be relatively consistent about what's going to be written down. Um, the other group of people that it makes me appreciate is adults who um, did not learn how to read in school. Now, if you're in a European country, you know, you look at the U.S., and you're going to be shocked and every time you think of it, probably, but in the U.S. there are people who slip through the cracks in school um, because of problems at home, social problems, you know, variety of different things, and um, they don't learn to read in school very well, um, and they're, you know, either very unable to read or they're partly able to read, and then as adults, sometimes they come and they try to learn how to read. They go to a church or something, or they go to a some kind of uh, government organization or to uh, uh, some volunteers who try to um, you know teach people to read um, when they're adults, and those people have a difficult time because. Um, they're used to saying things in the way that they're normally said. They don't, you know, normally say, if you're going to. If you're going to is the kind of thing that someone says who, you know, learned how to read and write, and they're acquainted with the most uh, formal forms of the language. If you didn't see that in school, um, then, you know, in your head is going to be Firna and Firgna and Angana and Ama and I'm gonna instead of I'm going to. Now, will you understand it if somebody says, I'm going to? Sure, of course. But um, will it be your reflex to say, oh, of course, that's the form that's going to be written down on paper? Not really. So, yeah, we should appreciate um, how much of a simplification, actually, um, and a limitation um, written language is. And it actually is really difficult um, as a native speaker or whoever to um, understand and see just how many different forms there are for each um, word or group of words. And that's what I'm hoping to make you 
uh, learn from this episode. So anyway, speech is finished, um, nothing more to tell you, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'm very curious to hear what you think of this uh, chewing gum bomb where I've, you know, given you tons and tons of examples um, with lots of different phrases. Tell me what you think in the comments. Looking forward to hearing you um, and reading you, and um, looking forward to seeing you next week as well. Thank you.